Ciao! Welcome to the Fox Talk in the Century. My name is Ndimane Nyamtenga Rabodi. And welcome to just another favorite episode of your favorite podcast show. The Evolve Talk, where we evolve and we become the best versions of who we can ever, 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 ever be. Well, you might have noticed that after the Harris Hedge episode, we could not um, upload the next episode. Um, it's a complex this season because we are having guests that are coming over to the show. So mostly when we planned with guests, obviously there's like um, there's there's a there's a contingency. But you find that both the contingency and the main guest that was supposed to be on the episode are not available due to a lot of other stuff. You know. Um, it does happen and it's, it's, it's normal. So maybe th- that's the reason why most of the times, or maybe the, the second time, we're not posting an episode. Um, but however, I, I think you really did enjoy our episode on, on heritage. Um, and thank you so much for listening and keeping on supporting. And those who have been sending their messages, we see them and we appreciate them. And we're like, yes, we love you. You are listening to the Evolve Talk Influence the Culture. Well, we're back with a bang. Like, girl, <clears throat> this is um, this is parental guidance as, as advice. This episode is parental guidance as advice. We don't want no kids listening to this episode because it's going to be really explicit at some point and very like on to the point. So um, today we talk about sexual sex work dynamics in south africa and that is a sensitive topic even the conducting of the episode was complex in the sense that the way the wording you know you have to be good with the wording and all those kind of things and i will will, will, i'll give you a disclaimer but i've tried my best to use the correct wording and to be able to articulate this interview with sensitivity and with respect to people that are doing sex work because those people are working at work basically so my chat is discriminalizing sex work and i stand with that so maybe in the conversation you might hear me making some mistakes but i do correct myself so that's just a disclaimer of the conversation that you got about to listen to today but nonetheless the guest is amazing um the amazing hunk entertainer hey guys ah you're not ready for this one Hank Entertainer, Amikela Nimaluleke, will be our guest for today. And I hope you, you, you're going to enjoy this interview. Trust. You're really going to enjoy this interview and it's going to open up your mind. Because what we're doing, what we're trying to do with the season, we're influencing the culture. Meaning that we want you to understand what's happening in the culture. And you understanding what's happening in the culture, we bring the people in the culture to give you their point of view and why exactly they get into what they do. So he explains how he gets into sex working and how the dynamics in South Africa are with sex working. Only fans, male stripping. So he he he, he dive. He shows us what really goes on behind the scenes. You're gonna enjoy this one. Let's go to the interview, girls. Bye. Okay, cool. Hi. Hey, hey, hey. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm great. Today I have the one and only Hank Entertainer. Mm. <laughs> it's a, it's about to get steamy in this building, hey. <laughs> hey, thanks, thanks, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for having. Me. Yeah, but how has everything been like? Corona, life in general. How has how has everything been like? Um, honestly, I would say life is stuck at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Mm, for most of us, it is stuck, hey. I feel yeah. like this lockdown has just like done a lot of damage than good. Mostly actually. in the industry I'm at, it's very bad. Mm. Moment, mm. Yeah. Mm. I think it's one of the things that we'll actually get to talk about um, in later in a later on stage. And yeah, so on this first segment that we're going on to is to get to know you as a person, um, get to know you who's hunk entertainer and all those kind of things. So most of the people in the streets know you as mm-hmm. the 
Hank Entertainer. How would you best describe yourself to someone who doesn't really know you personally? Like they only know you from your social media accounts. Maybe they follow you on Twitter. Maybe they have you on their OnlyFans and stuff. How would you describe yourself personally from a part of all other stuff? Um, Hank Entertainer is a mumaluleke from Limpopo in Zanin. Mm. Currently based in Johannesburg due to yeah. my work. I am a male stripper, a nudist, an mm. underwear model, mm. a content creator, the adult mm. industry. Yes, mm. that's what I do. Mm. And that's what people should know me of. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, as, as, as a male stripper, OnlyFans, um, or OnlyFans, what do, we, what do you call it? OnlyFans, uh, content creator. An, it, it's OnlyFans. I'm a content creator on OnlyFans. On OnlyFans. Okay, it's yes. content creator on OnlyFans. So what could, could actually ask the question, how did you get yourself to that life, which most people judge without really understanding why, you know? So what could you tell someone who ask, would have the same question? Uh, well, I could say, let me start by saying, What's mm. right? What's right for the other person cannot be right for the other person. Mm, true. True. Yes. So, I grew up as someone who loved nudity with all my life. I loved being nude, mm. and then okay. I think that's the thing that took me into that level whereby I, I always find myself comfortable when I'm in the nude. So, mm. one day I was watching some videos on. There was this song I loved. Uh, by mm. Pony by Gene Winner. And then mm. as I was watching that video, you know how YouTube operates. When you mm. play the video, the next video, when it goes to the next video, it shows you another mm. or related. Yes. Mm. So there was a strip show by that song. And I watched mm. those things and wow, I think I can do this. Mm. And then as I started my re- my own research i found out that there's uh there are some guys here in south africa that i cannot mention by their names yeah the whom were doing such things and i tried to make contact. be in contact with them talk to them mm. yeah and i worked with them but it didn't work out and then i had to pull out and work on my own but mm. it was something that i loved mm. So it wasn't for you, because in most cases, like people that get into that is because of, you know, because jobs are scarce, like unemployment rate is so high in the country. Exactly. So most people would like opt to go for that, not because they want or not because they enjoy, but for you, you say it was a different case because you already enjoyed nudity. I enjoy nudity. It wasn't about mm. money and all that, because I would have gone... Mm. For other opportunities but then i i've seen this one as a good thing for me since i love okay. the uh, industry mm, mm, mm. so take us through the preparations and the precautions before or, or, or doing a strip show what really happens before doing a strip show um in terms of what is what is it that i take to boost myself or my confidence yeah, like the preparations, maybe do you, uh, I don't know what, really, I've never been to a strip show, I wish, I want to, I want to be there, I want to go there, but like, what really happens before, like, how do you prepare yourself to go and strip? Um, I would say it's, it is exactly the same as with normal artists, whereby mm. they go stage and perform and all that, yeah. Okay. In our costumes, go on stage, mm. entertain the people, and yeah, leave them with the smile that mm. you were supposed. To. Yeah, because obviously it's a a strip show. It is a mm. it is a dream. It's a fantasy. You're giving them okay. the fantasy. It's a mm. dream. It continues. It never ends. Mm. Mm. So, so does your strip costume. show include um, those pole? What the strip pole? No, actually, I think the polls are for women. Okay, so that one, yeah. it's only for women. 
the poll. Yes, I, a poll I think is for women, but some mm. guys do use that. Uh, it depends on mm. what criterias are you in. Mm. Okay, mm. some prefer themselves dancing for women only. Some prefer mm. dancing for men and women. Men okay. I prefer uh, in the LGBT circle. Okay. Okay, so which one do you, where do you fall in? Who do you dance I, I'm on both sides. Okay, okay. Yes. Oh, interesting. So what bad experiences have you encountered as a stripper? I'm going to give you like, um, I've watched this other video of a woman stripper in America. She was stripping this, this pole, like mm-hmm. she's doing that pole dance. And she literally from like she was up there, she fell on the ground like she was like on top on top on top she fell on the ground she broke her nose and she kept on dancing so what bad experience did you have you ever had if you have had any while in the strip show um well i have never well let me say there is no master in this Mm. it doesn't matter how you rehearse and Oh, how skilled you are, but mm. then no master in this. I have never made a yeah. stage, but the bad encounters I mean, the bad things I've encountered on stage it was mm. classy from the male side. Okay, well, sometimes we say it's a, it's a latest night, but we can't chase men away. Mm. If they do come to watch, we let them in, but then fights will start, will pick up. So they're fighting with you now. <laughs> yes, they do fight with us. They do. And it Why? Well, someone will just take a bottle and throw on the stage you? and start swearing. Then the bouncers have to take the person out. And when asked, what was your problem? Mm. No, the that we see here on stage, we are not entertained. This is rubbish or some sort of way it's swearing. Mm. But mm. Would ask what are you doing? Because this is a ladies' night. Obviously, like that's the question. Why? Why? What are they doing there? Yes, because so it was not those, meant to entertain them. <laughs> those are the things we come across from uh, women. Never had problem with women when we dance for them. But then, if we dance for women and men are there, uh, there will always be a problem. That's why myself, I cannot be comfortable when I dance for women and there are men in the same i mean on the crowd or even if it's a room whereby i'm booked by ladies Mm. let's say they are hosting um let me say it's a bachelorette show Mm. one of them is celebrating their birthday and then they Mm. book me over the show if there are men inside i would have to i'm not comfortable Mm. because i know men are capable of i'm not trying to generalize but it's always like yeah Yeah. in most of your experiences that you've experienced Mm. Hmm. interesting that's really interesting so yeah let's go to the main um i mean the segment two which is the main tea um just to explore the in and outs also in the sex working world or what we call um you know stripper what we call only fans and all those kind of things. It's a it's a sex work industry in general. Tama, eminga maturni la mini, nani la mukapo? Mukapo ndibuchiro is a nutritious breakfast cereal made from sweet potatoes, bohap fruits, raisins, and Macedonia nuts. Ninga si ninga si we are deep amanga nawanga. Mukapundibuchir is good for weight loss, boost your immune system, a great source of explosive energy, good for digestion, improves blood sugar control, heart and gut health. Mukapundibuchiro is an explosive, nutritious addition to your diet. You are listening to the Evolve Talk Influence the Culture. So sex workers are adults who receive money or goods in exchange for contextual sexual services or erotic performance, either regularly or occasionally. 
why um, use the term sex work rather than prostitute? I feel like that is quite important for our listeners to take note that we don't use prostitute as the term. Why? Because the term sex worker recognizes that sex work is work, right? And prostitution, on the other hand, has connotations of criminality and immorality. So many people who uh, sell sexual services prefer the term sex work and find prostitutes um, demeaning and stigmatizing, which contribute to their exclusion from health, legal, and social services. So what are your thoughts with this sex work and prostitution? Would you be comfortable with someone calling you a prostitute? Um, well... <laughs> We live in a country mm. where the majority of people are not civilized. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if someone comes and tells me that you are a prostitute. I would laugh and smile back and say, well, thanks. Because yeah. there is nothing you can tell a person. If they refer you in that way, there mm. is no way you can convince them that it is sex work. But to them, mm. it's prostitution. Remember, mm. we come from different uh, families. Mm. Some raised in a way where sex work is seen as it is taboo to them. They mm. can't even go to a club where people are in the nude. Mm. Mm. That's how they were raised that you can't be uh, Sarah, you can't be in an environment where people are nude or naked. Mm. Yeah. I feel like you just touched on a very important part of the thing. I feel like we should actually ask that question. How did your family take the whole, you know, your career choice? How did they take it if they know about it? They have never accepted it. And mm. I don't think they accept it because always if things go wrong, mm. points, when they raise their points, you will tell yeah. that this point is due to this thing. Which is, mm. it is hard for them to accept it, but then it is paying my bills, not their bills. And mostly, maybe some of the time, the, 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 the ones asking you stuff, but they don't want you to be in that industry. <laughs> yes, they, they totally want me out of that industry, but then mm. this thing itself, it's paying my bills. It's. Mm. I, I'm a human being. I've got responsibilities. Mm. Mm. And some of those responsibilities need money. It True. can't be, yeah, it can't be words of advices. And mm. no, I don't need such things. I need money. True. True. So many other South Africans are able to put bread in the table by sex working. I mean, already our unemployment, as I've mentioned before, is skyrocketing. And sex working in South Africa is still a crime. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts around the decriminalization um, of sex work? What are your thoughts behind that? I think if this thing is decriminalized, it's going to put. Uh, uh, let me put it in this way: mm. the way it is right now, it is mm. the reason why most female sex workers are being abused in South Africa. Because if I, let's say, I hire an escort myself and then mm. I get sexual services or mm. any kind of service that she offers mm. and I, I don't want to pay because some of them, they want hand-to-hand -hand payment. It's not an electronic payment whereby I have to, when I get into your place, you have to pay me or am I, mm. I manage someone else. When I get into that, uh, your space... I have to perform my duties and afterwards I get paid. But then if the person says, no, your service was very bad, therefore I'm not paying, where are you going to go? Nowhere. So it means, I would describe it as rape. Because if someone, you know, this one is a sex worker, you, uh, you, you have sexual encounters with that person. That person knew very well that you are going to pay, but then you don't want to pay then I will classify it as rape. But like, why can't they um, pay maybe when you get into the place or something? Maybe a deposit vibe just to 
ensure I think, that. Uh, I, I think with most people, it's because of desperation. A person uh, has to, a client has to control him or herself. Like, uh, no, I'll pay you after work. Uh, or in most cases, they like negotiating. Let's say a yes. Let's say a person says I charge this kind of an amount. Let's say two thousand for an hour session, mm. but then mm. the person doesn't want to pay that amount. It goes maybe by down by fifty percent. Oh. Yeah, that's which is actually which is actually going to be bad for the person mm. and. Mm. With the other clients as well, we all know clients do talk. Mm, mm. I was with Amu yesterday. He offered me a massage for five hundred How? Which Amu? That one? Oh no, he gave me for three hundred, which causes confusion. So how much exactly is your services? How much exactly is this service? But then they forget they were negotiating, and because mm. I was, I took the three hundred instead of five hundred trends. Mm. Yes. So I think sex work should be decriminalized. But then why do why is it a crime for someone who who is a sex worker but not the buyer? Mm. So it's that is that the case. Yes. So it's like I took my my weapon and gave it to someone else, and then that someone else killed someone else. Mm. Two of us committed a crime what but why is it the one who is who stabbed the other person and not the one who gave him a knife exactly mm. that's interesting I, I i get your point to why exactly we should actually decriminalize because now that it, it will reduce the whole um abuse that has been happening towards people that exactly yeah. if it is decriminalized many people are going to have their own spaces where they work in their own environment yes and protected as well clients will have to go to their place and get whatever service they uh they are there for and then they leave Mm. but then if someone has to travel to someone else whom they don't even know Mm. there is human trafficking these days and with this thing that they don't want to uh, decriminalize sex, sex work, it is willing the thing. Because they will know, okay, it's fine. We can't go to the street and pick up girls, hijack them and all that. But then we so just have to, them. they will come over to us. It will be easy for us to do the job. Yeah. And if maybe they escape, then they will be asked what were they doing there? in the first place and they can't mention the fact that they were offering services and they can't lie because there were messages exchanged Mm. so now they are under the fire the people that were were going to actually be victims of um, so it's actually it's actually the perpetrator and the victim both of them are going to jail yeah no no that's sad that's very bad so what are the misconceptions, what misconceptions rather do you think people have about strippers, OnlyFans content creators and sex workers in general? What do you think people think about these people or you guys, not you guys, that's rude, but about sex workers in general, like what misconceptions do you think they have? Um, well, to be honest, no. What they think about someone who has got OnlyFans, to them, it's it's that the person is doing pornography. Okay. And OnlyFans is not only about that. Even musicians are on OnlyFans. What do they post? They post their photos of themselves, videos of themselves on stage performing, so many things that they can share with their fans. Other than mm. Instagram, Twitter, you know, I can't post, um, let's say, a one-hour clip on Instagram. Someone mm. would be bored to watch such a clip on Instagram. Like, ah, it's gonna waste my time. But then, mm. if it's on offense, then 
it's easier for them to work. Yes. They do pay. It is different. Yeah. Some OnlyFans links are free of charge. Some you have to pay an um, a certain amount for 30 days, and after 30 Mm. days, you have to renew or cancel Mm. your subscription. Yeah, it works in that way. Also, that's the misconception that people have on OnlyFans content creators. So now, yes. about many people strippers. think OnlyFans is about nudity or sex work or pornography. Mm. It's not yes. only about that. It's, just, it's that's not only part about that. Okay. OnlyFans is for content creators. Yes. And then the misconceptions people have about strippers. What What do you think are those? Um. Well, I'll, I'll have to take you back a little bit about the things I've said to you that we mm. sometimes get beaten on stage. So to them, it's like, mm. since these guys are like these, I mean, there is this um, thing of guys, whenever they see a person who's uh, a mm. muscle guy, a guy with six pack, to them, it's... Mm. It feels like a challenge. Mm. Oh, so since this one, he thinks he's sexy or he's fit, therefore he can have sex with any woman whom he feels like having sex with. And in that way, that's why when they see someone who's a stripper, it is actually interesting to women. Women find it uh, very attractive, but then Mm. men, men have to be jealous. And then they start describing the person in other many ways. No, he's a prostitute. He's showing off his private parts in public. Therefore, it's another story. Yes. We are classified in many ways, in bad ways, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. By men, women, by men. Women are not a problem usually in this case. Women are not a problem. Okay. Women have never a problem. Have never been a problem. Mm. And men, mm. actually, this wasn't for men, but then men have got a problem with it. It should be women who are. But, the, which, but it's funny. Huh? It's very funny. <laughs> it's funny because the same men go to strip. Um, shows where women are actually the models and they have no problem with it but now i'm like lost (laughs) why do they have a problem with a guy doing the same for women because they also go to watch strip shows one night i was at a club that i used to work at so Mm. it was actually 12 o'clock midnight we used to Mm. 12 o'clock midnight but then we don't perform on the main stage with the girls or there where everyone is at. There was a mm. for us where okay. we had to collect women to that uh, other side. It was called the VIP area where mm. we perform for women. So I approached this other guy who was with his girlfriend and two other female friends. So mm. I went to him and said, no, can I please have uh, these three ladies. We are having a male strip show. So I wanted to ask if maybe they are interested in watching a male strip show. Yeah. We didn't even wait for the responses from the women. From the women. Mm. We just said, oh, we are fine. We don't want that. The woman but, said no. But then the, his girlfriend wanted to go, but he then said, no, okay. we are not going to. So it means it's a problem to men, but not a problem to women. Women wants to watch, but yeah. men don't want it to happen. Yeah, women are, I mean, men are being problematic because yeah. now, as a woman, I'm going to watch, you know, women stripping, and my man is also watching. So why can't I go as well and go watch men strip as well? And <laughs> we have we have never sideline, sidelined them. We always wanted them to come. If you are with your girlfriend, then come with her. It's fine. Yeah. We don't have a problem. Just come with her. 
have your spot and chill and watch. Mm, mm. Yeah, guys. <laughs> so, uh, OnlyFans, you just explained like what OnlyFans. Most people just thought, okay, OnlyFans is only nudity and then, then, then. But um, it has really put X-rated entertainment in the hands of the entertainers. Um, in the sense that, you know, on OnlyFans, it's it's your work it's your creation it's your it's it's your it, i mean it's your content that is there so everything is in your hands you don't have to be posting in a certain platform like in a certain porn platform they give you that power to actually put your content there and get your coins from that content so how has it assisted you in your career and how best do you do you, do you feel it's most effective um i think it has helped me in many ways because that's the best platform where you can interact with your fans if you're not yeah. doing it right they will be giving you advices so with their advices i think i've grown from where i was and recently i have grown and i have learned so many things because remember the fans are paying yes. when they pay they have to give advices on what kind of content they like or they would love to watch on your page. They are given the content they would love to watch. Therefore, they keep on renewing their subscription. So I think the OnlyFans thing is great than posting the content on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram. People are not paying any cent. So therefore, if they think of giving you advice, it will be somehow, they think, no, it will be rude to us. Yes. So. Mm, mm, mm. What, what, can you give an example of maybe one advice that you were given by your fan? Um, the advice that I was given, it was that, um, mm. well, it was about my physical appearance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The fans say, say about it? you mm. look, your upper body looks bigger, but then your legs are a little mm. tiny. Uh, mm. But then he had to tip me and he said, so what? Buy, buy this kind of product so that when you go to gym, you use them. You'll grow uh, in a short space of time. We would love to watch you with thick legs, with some things, mm. and they must look very strong. It gives them the thing, that thing. Mm. Yeah, it, it is their fantasy, so they want to watch something like that. They want to see you. Mm. We are with big, strong legs. Mm. So that mm. was the best, best advice I got from my OnlyFans. And I had to go back to gym because by the time of lockdown, I wasn't going to gym. Mm. Yes. So I think you just actually described what the porn industry or rather what yeah most sex working actually sex working industry is about it's selling fantasy so the boy your body plays a bigger role in selling that kind of fantasy to people right yes so one question I don't, I don't, this is not part of the question that i think but that one question that people might be interested in like people want to most of the time is that when you are doing the videos, do you really enjoy or are you like have to be under any influence to actually do the videos? No, we don't have to be in any other, I mean under influence of drugs, alcohol anything. or anything that can get you high. Mm. Mm. Remember we are content creators. We've been in this thing for a very long time. It's not mm. like we yesterday whereby we have to get some thoughts before we get on stage or be on the camera, behind the camera. Mm. I mean, yes. So it is something that we love. Mm. So mm. if it's something that you love, it's going to be easy for you to do it. But then if it's not in that way, some people prefer taking some kind of drugs or any yeah. tablet tea that can make them get them into the mood they want to get mm. and then create the best content yeah 
because in the I, I think I'm, I'm not sure in South Africa, but mostly when I've watched documentaries on the behind the scenes with pornography making, um, what really happens behind the scenes in certain movies, most of the ladies, for example, they have to be under influence because things that happens there, I think it's mostly in the commercial porn, not mm-hmm. like homemade porn, but the commercial porn. They have to do a lot of extreme stuff, and most of those extreme stuff that they do requires them to be under some sort of influence because some of those things are painful. So for them not to feel the pain, they have to be under a certain um, influence. influence yes. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's more in commercial pornography. And I don't do. We, do we have commercial pornography in South Africa? I don't think we do. No, we don't have in South Africa. Yeah. So that's those are the issues mostly in America where they have like the commercial pornography because they have to serve a lot of fantasy and 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 so forth. Yeah, well, that's that that's something huge. Someone have to mm. consider for taking. Mm. Yeah, mm. remember we have got life after those things. What if someone is like, there's an opportunity in America for you? Would you go? Yeah, I would go, definitely. Bearing in mind the <laughs> what happens behind the scenes there, because I feel like the scenes are more different from our side. But then, um, in this uh, century, mm. Uh, remember, we are in the fourth indus- industrial revolution. Yes. Even if it wasn't before, because of the pandemic, many people mm. are going to lose their jobs. And we are going to push people into doing things that they are not comfortable with. But so far, so far, I've um, read a report from OnlyFans. Actually, they do send us emails and tell us mm. that uh, they have gained more content creators so far in the period mm. of lockdown than, than in the previous years. In this space mm. of lockdown, they've gained millions of new content creators, new, the new ones. Mm. So, which means many people have lost their jobs and they thought of OnlyFans. There was nothing else they could think of if you could business, the business won't survive under the lockdown. Sure. Yes. So yeah. then to think of those things that no, it's fine. It's not a bad thing after all. Mm. You will judge me, but then I will be putting bread on the table. I know of many, I know of many content creators in the US. In a period of two mm. years, some of them have got houses, cars, and mm. they don't find any any contract with any other comp- any company. They just mm. only fans. They were working through only fans. Mm. Hence, hence I said it, it did put um I mean the entertainment it's in the hands of the entertainers actually now. Because yes. they don't have to sign any contract with anyone. Exactly. Mm. Do you think the government is doing enough to support um to give support to sex workers? Um, uh, I would say nothing. <laughs> mm. They actually doing nothing. Health wise, it doesn't they... bother them. Let me say, it doesn't mm. bother them. Yes, because someone who's in who's in parliament in the provincial legislature, the municipal council. Mm. They don't have to worry about anything. They are earning a salary each and every month. Mm. Unless mm. they lose their jobs and have nothing. Right. Then eat and then consider OnlyFans or any other kind of creation, content creation. Then they would see that it, this was indeed the right thing. But then we had to ignore it because it wasn't affecting us at any... Mm. And... Let me be honest with you. Our ministers, or let me just say our members of parliament, mm, 
I wanted to say that politicians do get services from sex workers. I actually wanted wanted to say that, or it's funny because the people are actually the customers. <laughs> they, they are the customers. They know that too. The girl, yeah. the women that they go with to the debit mm. and don't want to be seen by the public with those women. If it was mm. your woman, you would want to be seen with in the public. But then mm. go into those bars where cell phones or cameras are not permitted. And, be- mm. and those girls are in the nude. Therefore, you can't take your wife to a club and then tell her to undress and dance for you. Mm. you can't do that. Mm. But those yeah. girls are undressing, taking off their clothes, dancing on their table with full of alcohol, which means those people are escorts. They are rendering services. Mm. They are sex workers, actually. So they are the ones who are supporting the sex work, but they don't want to support it in parliament. Mm, and which is hypocritical. Yes. Wow, this is, this is really saddening, to be honest. So, like, one thing we never really discuss in this industry, um, it's mental health. Um, when, when the lockdown started, it meant that people will be working virtually. As you've mentioned, I think one of the reasons why OnlyFans boomed is because you know, most sex workers as well were struggling to get work. So the only way to make you know men's end was maybe to join virtual spaces like OnlyFans. So virtually meaning that less work for most other sex workers that only depend on being in the streets or calls from clients. As a stripper, you have shows, right? And mm-hmm. during lockdown, those shows were not there. Yes. As you, you had to, we had to adhere to the lockdown regulation, regulations. How did that affect your mental health and financial well-being? Well, it has affected us a lot. Mm. We even had to sell our belongings just to make a living mm. on that yes. period. Remember, we are not under any a company, therefore we don't get assistance. Mm. Yes. So it has affected us a lot. Even and with the live virtual thing, mm. because we're not getting paid on the live shows. You're just getting tips. So meaning you'll have to use your own data and end up not getting tips. You have to buy another data and join another the next coming week and then still don't mm. get tip. So it's a loss from your side. So it's a risk when now you're doing the online thing because already in our country data is expensive. <laughs> it's very expensive. It's risky because you have to use the, with the uh, 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 the live cam. It doesn't have mm. to be a cam that's gonna give you a blurry vision. Mm. It has to be quite clear. The fence wants to see something that is very clear, which means you have to get an expensive cam getting an expensive cam on your settings when you do the live video you have to mm. do the quality uh, feed which costs a lot of data yes yeah so how do you take care of your mental health as you know someone who is in the sex working industry because I feel like mental health is one of the most ignored thing um sometimes people treat you in any useless way like they make you do stupid stuff just because they're paying you how do you take care of your mental health after doing something probably that you didn't like but you have to do it because the client wants it to be done um to be honest myself let me talk about myself i don't know Mm. Yeah. I can't render the service I pull out. I don't force things whereby we have to mm. negotiate and but okay, let let us remove this on this service and then put this one. No. I mm. tell you this is the kind of service I render to you and mm. with this amount. If you want something mm. more, look for someone else because I can't offer that. And then I go mm. you know, I'm going to suffer afterwards. Mm. Doing things 
comfortable with. Because after mm. the money, I won't even enjoy it. Mm. Mm. Well, that's why uh, some other people whom we're working with, they were not drinking, mm. but now they're drinking, they're taking drugs, just mm. to make forget of all those things, but then you never forget. Yes. But if you know any, because I, I, I don't know if you have experience, if you know any of those things that really are very uncomfortable and make someone be, to be traumatized, what are those kind of things that clients demand that make someone so uncomfortable and traumatize them after that? Well, um, let me talk about the female side. Okay, yeah. I will have to put it the way it is. Um, yes, I'm, please. <laughs> the show is, is. I hope. I hope. Uh, you uh, can say it. <laughs> I hope the listeners are up because I want to say put it the way it is. Um, <laughs> from the female side, let's say I want to book a female, and mm. then the female says, "Okay, it's fine. I don't offer anal sex, but then I want anal sex. It's gonna mm. be painful to her to offer. Mm. It's like." Women themselves knows that when their first time having sex, it was very painful. Mm. But then imagine a client says, no, I want um, anal. And then after doing the anal thing, I want you to give me a blow, a blow job. So I have, I have to leak something I'm not comfortable with. Remember, we had sex first and you did Anna. Mm. So your penis is dirty already, but then I have to leak. Uh, so they don't wipe it. They have to lick it like that. It's a fantasy. You have to take it. In uh, the- uh, guys. No. No. No, no that's wrong. That's out. I'd, I'd be traumatized. <laughs> I would be traumatized. Yo, what what other stuff do because I just want us to explore for people to actually understand what really goes on in, in, in this game or in this world, rather. Uh, can you please come again? I'm saying, what other stuff do, do people ask, like clients ask to for, 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 the, for you guys to do which is uncomfortable. There are so many things that are uncomfortable. Um, uh-huh. Some people, um, I think I have even forgotten the person who once asked me if I could do bestiality while he's watching. You know, bestiality is um, is sex between humans and animals. Pets. And then I will offer you this kind of an amount. I don't have feelings for pets, but then I'll have to go and do such things. One, it's a crime. It's a criminal. It's a crime. crime. Another thing, you don't have feelings for animals, but then you have to satisfy a client. Mm. You have to risk yourself going to jail, Mm. doing something that's you are not comfortable with. I mean, there are so many things clients want out there. But as I've said myself, if I am not comfortable with whatever the client is offering, I just tell them, and they, if they insist, I block out the person. Yes, mm. because you are insisting and I don't want to do those things. It's like you are trying to manipulate me. True, true, true. This is really interesting. I think it, 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 it has opened up, you know, this little conversation that we had, it, it's opened up someone's mind who's actually listening to what actually happens and the risk that you guys have to take um, for you to put bread on the table and what other people have to do, the extremist of things that people ask them to do, which in turn affects their mental health and they have to you know, find ways to cope after being traumatized by by being asked to do certain stuff. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for 
agreeing to come through and putting your perspective and your story and you know your experiences that doesn't you know we don't take that for granted because most people are not really open to talking about these things mostly because for their own safety and many other reasons but thank you so much for coming through and sharing your experiences as um someone in the sex working industry in south africa which is there's nothing wrong and we are actually fighting for decriminalization of sex work in south africa for, to protect you know sex workers against all this bullshit that has been happening because most of the things that happen is bullshit you can't be leaking stuff and the next thing the guy doesn't want to pay you you understand i'm traumatized and the guy now doesn't want to pay me yeah so that is totally that's total bullshit and it should stop it shouldn't be like that what final words can you give to people that follow your work maybe you can also advertise your work where people can get your work and all those kind of things um and what also okay sorry um what final words would you give to some to people out there that follow your work and also people that still don't understand your world uh what i can say to anybody who follows me and those who are still trying to find out on who am i and well I am confident in what I do, so they must feel free. And mm. they mu- if if they want to ask questions, they can ask questions. I'm open to answering questions. Mm. And I'm open to insults mm. as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is part of the game. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, where, where can people get your uh, work? My work, I'm on Twitter. At, at C, capital letter C, studio, okay. and then it ends with a V, capital letter V only. There are no other ways after that V. And then on Instagram, I'm at, mm. at hunk.entertainer. On Facebook, it's mm. Amu Hank. And then for the OnlyFans, okay. on those accounts, there's a link for my OnlyFans account. On the bio. Mm. That's where they can okay. find you. Thank you. Thank you so much for um, coming through to the interview. Uh, and do enjoy your day. I hope everyone who is listening was interested. Kindly do the, the what Amu said. Go like. Go um, support his business. Don't um, be arrogant and all that. that it's not necessary, to be honest. And thanks again for having me on your show. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And the episode is probably sponsored by Mokabu. And this is all we have for today. Catch us next week for fun and informative episodes. This is They Will Talk Influence the Culture. <laughs>